You're listening to episode 21 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer and let's get to the show. You know how they say you can speak best to what you struggle with personally? That is why I'm a self-proclaimed expert on living up to your potential. Guys, this has literally been an ongoing battle for me for years. I get comfortable and then I decide to push out of that comfort zone to experience change. Things get easy in my life and then I make it effort to grow through them. Life happens to me or I experience some kind of hardship that, you know, paralyzes me. And then I remember that vision that I've had for my life for so long. And leaning into discomfort and doing what's required to tap into my potential and my purpose are always so challenging for me. And my natural inclination is to to stay comfortable, to blame my circumstances, to do it later. But thankfully, God has put enough of a calling on my heart to keep trying and keep failing and keep trying. And I want to share with you my experiences with potential and how to tap into it and everything that we can put into practice to start uncorking it. And if this episode, if it speaks to you, will you do our community a huge favor? Will you post a screenshot of it and tag someone you love and you believe in so that we can start to surround ourselves with more people who are fighting for a dream and a purpose in their lives? Today's episode is sponsored by my seven-day ditch-your-day-job planner. Over the last seven years, I've researched, I've worked alongside some of the best leaders in different industries, and learned all about what it takes to create a life of freedom and fulfillment. And I've compiled the knowledge, the experience, the tools, and the how-tos into a seven-day course that is specifically designed for the go-getter who is ready to lay that groundwork for breaking out of their nine-to-five-day job and bringing their idea, their passion, their purpose, or their business to life. Whether you haven't even gotten anything off the ground yet or you want to go next level in what you've already created, you will spend seven days with me building out your plan to be able to ultimately ditch your day job. This is the blueprint. I have been there. I was stuck in that cubicle life. I had this aching that I knew I was made for something more and was being called to take some major, major leaps in my life. My only regret was not starting sooner. So I wish so desperately that I had something like this to speed up my process from day one. And I am doing something extra special for my listeners too. You are going to get early VIP access to my seven-day Ditch Your Day Job Planner And that means you get it at my limited time VIP pricing too. So you're going to get over 50% off just because you're my people. And I totally want to see you live your dreams. Now on to the show. All right, guys. So I'm going a little bit more off the cuff than usual. I don't have an outline or, you know, anything that I'm really following. I'm just kind of speaking from my heart because I feel like This topic, because I've struggled with it for so long and because I'm helping so many other people through this particular struggle, like it's such a common thread for my clients to be facing this battle of 
how do I start to tap into my potential more? How do I overcome the things that are holding me back? And the first thing that comes to mind and something that kind of inspired this episode was an experience I had a few years back. So every year for the last handful of years, I host this really high level kind of luxury leadership retreat experience. And you have to qualify to be there. Like there are certain milestones you have to have hit in your business. We're all kind of at a higher level in in business growth. And, and the purpose of that event is to bring these people together into mastermind and leadership. And it's always such an incredible long weekend. And I look forward to it every single year. And this year in particular, I had personally achieved some massive goals that I had been pushing for in my own personal business. And I hosted this event on Lake Winnipesaukee in New Hampshire. I'm a New Hampshire girl. I was born and raised there. And I rented this mega mansion right on the lake. And it was so awesome. Like, I'm totally patting myself on my on the back right now for planning an epic event. I mean, we had it fully catered. There was wine tasting out on the deck overlooking the lake. We did yoga paddleboard led by an incredible instructor while we were overlooking the mountains in New Hampshire. I mean, this was amazing. We flew in some of the top leaders and experts in different fields to add value to the weekend. And one of the people I brought in was a mentor that someone who has been in my life for a few years now, who has made a tremendous impact in my personal growth and in my business growth, and who has become just an awesome friend to me and to my family. This man is now really good friends with my husband too. So anyway, his name is Kim, and we invited Kim to come out for this experience too because we knew that he would add so much value to the weekend. So Kim went out of his way. He was hosting like little one-on-one mentorship sessions with the people who were attending to kind of help them have breakthroughs in their business. It was so awesome. And at one point, you know, we're kind of running around because we're hosting the event. We also hired a videographer who's, she's like the best of the best. And we hired this videographer to create short videos for the each of the women there that they could share about their business and use it as a marketing tool. So that day we had hair and makeup come in so the girls could get pampered and get ready for their video shoots. So we kind of had some downtime. People were like getting their hair and makeup done or or doing their filming. So Kim snagged me and he's like, hey, when you have a second, let's catch up. You know, we have a little bit of downtime and we haven't had a chance to talk ourselves. And it was just kind of one of those years that I was like, oh, Kim's going to be so proud of me. Like, look at all that I've accomplished and all the things that I've checked off of my list. So we find a minute to sit down at this really long dining room table that seats like 30 people while everybody else is kind of off doing their own thing. And we're at one little corner of the table and we're chatting and I can tell something was off with Kim. Like he just didn't quite seem comfortable in the conversation, which is unusual because we're such good friends. And he finally interrupts me in mid-sentence and he says, "Uh, Liz, do I have permission to be totally forthcoming with you and just be honest with you? And I was like, yeah, sure, Kim, what's up? I had no idea what he was going to say. And he looks at me and he says, Liz, you've been drastically underperforming your potential. What? I did not see that curveball coming. I'm sitting at this amazing retreat and all these people are there and I'm hosting it, thinking that Kim's going to tell me how great I'm doing. And he just looks me dead in the eye, someone that I trust and whose opinion matters immensely to me. And he tells me that I am living 
so far beneath my potential. And my gut check reaction, because I'm a fiery Italian, was to get mad or get defensive and just kind of come back with the reasons why I'm at where I'm at or what I'm doing or what I'm working on. And then I just sat in it for a second and let the words that he said wash over me. And I realized in that moment that I had been playing small because I was basing my successes on the accolades and the different things that I was doing and the things that I had achieved. I wasn't looking within and saying, am I really living up to who I'm meant to be? Am I really pushing for what I know I'm made for in my life. And when Kim called me out on that, everything changed from that moment forward. Now, it wasn't like a, oh, he said this to me, and now I'm just kicking ass and taking names. It was easy from there on out. No, there was this period of confusion and a lack of clarity. And it's like, okay, now I realize that I'm not really living up to who I'm called to be. But what do I do with that? And and how do I change that? And what tactical things do I do? And what personal things do I have to work through to, to grow? I mean, there was this kind of mushy gray area for a while, but it woke me up. And it was like this moment of like, okay, I'm done playing small. I have so much more to do with my life and I am not fighting for it. And I would ask you, What would you do if you didn't fear failure? What would you do if you didn't care what the naysayers had to say about it? Let that thing, let that emotion, let that be your guide. Because we don't all have a Kim that has the cojones to look us in the eye and out of a place of complete love and leadership say, you're not doing it. You're not fighting for what you said you wanted. You're not working hard enough. You're not living up to your potential. So much of this, it it comes down to belief. It comes down to the habits that we put into practice each day. There are just so many different components and pieces to the puzzle of living up to your potential. And I think one of the common mistakes is assuming that your potential is like a destination that can be reached, like that there are people in the world who have figured it out, and they are 100% living at their potential. No, I think potential is a continuous journey. And and that's my interpretation of it. It's like something you're constantly working towards that's always just out of your grasp. And because of that stretching and growing, you're always getting better. And you're always moving forward in a positive direction. And I always want to feel like my potential is just out of reach. And I think at that point, Right before Kim laid that out on the table for me, I thought that my potential was something static that I had attained, and I was wrong. And one of the most common things I hear from the clients that I mentor or the people that are in my mastermind or when I run my events and I have have people, you know, these are high performers, they're attending these events looking to take things next level, they fall back to the excuses and the reasons that they're trying to validate why and justify why they're not where they say they want to be. And I think one of the most common ones is people think they genuinely don't have the time, that they are spread so thin as an entrepreneur, as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, as a mentor, as a leader, as a speaker, as a writer, whatever, all those different roles, they're spread so thin that they feel like they're at their capacity. 
And this episode might ruffle some feathers because I'm going to talk about things from my heart that to me are real, that that are truth. And it's going to be really hard for some people to hear, but you do have the time. You're just not prioritizing it. And that's okay. Let's just start by saying like, you have a lot on your plate, likely, if you're feeling this way. And if you're not prioritizing something, it's either because you haven't figured out how, or you haven't identified that truth yet, or you're choosing not to prioritize it, which is okay. We go through seasons of life where we can't prioritize everything at the same time, but we need to own that. Otherwise, it leads us down this like vicious little rabbit hole of disappointment and delusion that something's magically going to change or move you closer to your dreams without you actually having to prioritize it or do anything to get you there. So here's an example for you. For the mom, okay, for the mom who wants to crawl out of her own body and into a hole because she's so exhausted and her body is sore and she feels weak and she can't fit comfortably into anything she owns without beating herself up in the mirror, it's time to acknowledge that that's affecting other areas of her life. And she has to make a decision and ask herself the question, is it worth it to me to prioritize myself enough to make a change. And that change can come in 20 minutes a day. That's literally what I'm doing right now. I'm two months postpartum. I got cleared to work out about four weeks ago, five weeks ago. And my capacity, like I want that change. I want to feel stronger and healthier and more energetic and all those things. But my capacity and my ability to prioritize that and how I want to prioritize it based on the change that I know I want to get, it's 20 minutes a day. That's what I'm doing. And I think sometimes we make that goal or that vision or tapping into what's possible for us, this big scary beast, like it has to be all or nothing. And using this example, if I finally want to lose the weight and get healthy, that means I'm going to have to neglect my children and quit my job and abandon my husband and like my side hustle is going to be totally put to the side. No, that's just the lie that we've, we've written out, we've told ourselves so that we don't have to start. We've gotten so used to and so comfortable in this place of complete discomfort that we don't want to rock the boat. And we have to learn how to settle into a new discomfort because it's going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable to start that new nutrition plan or to start that workout. We want to stay in our safe zone. But here's the thing. One of these two discomforts, it gets us closer to where we ultimately want to be. That place that we dream about. The other takes us further and further and further away from it. So yes, right now it feels like you don't have the time, but you do. It's just being invested elsewhere and you have to decide what it's worth to you. And I can tell you, I always have these huge, scary dreams that are taunting me. But here's an example. I also just had a baby and our third baby and I have two toddlers and I'm in a different season right now. So I did, and I still do have the time to take on new clients and create new courses and plan events, but it's just not what I'm choosing to put time into right now. This is, for me, by choice, a season of rest and family and healing, and that's okay. And it's okay that I understand that in not doing those things, I'm not growing those things. And it's temporary, and it's a season but I understand that truth. It's not like I'm not putting the time into them, but I'm expecting change and then I'm getting continually disappointed that it's not happening. It's not fair to try to fool myself into thinking that I'm unable to do it. And I think that's that lie that we perpetuate and it has to stop. 
And that example of the mom, like that applies to anything, to scaling your business, to making more money, to having a better marriage, to being a better and more present parent. It's not exclusive to this one example. Trust me, you can apply this to anything. I did an episode, I think it was episode 11, which I'll link in the show notes, on time hacking, because it's really just about how you prioritize things. So that is one of the first myths that we have to bust when we are in pursuit of our purpose or when we are looking to grow as individuals and to live up to our potential even more than we already are. And that's going to require us to start towing the line a bit. That potential and that purpose, you will not tap into it from the comfort of your safety zone, period. When you step over the line and that doubt and that fear, you know, that like it's aching and it's just kind of nagging at you and start starts creeping back in. This is where the growth either happens or it's halted because it's what we do with that doubt and that fear. Do we keep going? Do we use that as the indication of like, oh, I'm on the right path? Or do we tell ourselves, well, this is my body telling me this isn't right for me? More than likely, it's your mind trying to justify the reason that you're not willing to go for it when it gets really hard. So many people have said it, and I don't know off the top of my head where it really originated, but there's that quote that speaks along the lines of the new life that you want, that dream that you want, that new life that you want, it's going to come at the sacrifice at the expense of the one that you're living today. You have to evolve. And speaking of that evolution, you know, it makes me think of the fact that in life, we're just always weighing risk. Like, is it worth the money? Is it worth our time? Is it worth the sacrifice? But we fail to weigh the risk of not doing it. And so many times that risk is so much greater for us. The cost of not going after our dreams is so high. We can't even put a number on it. It's costing us our purpose, our fulfillment, our lives. We can't define it or quantify it. We just know that it's bad. When you really think about what is the cost of not becoming the person I'm intended to be, that's scary. I talked about it last week with, we had former NFL athlete and American Ninja Warrior Anthony Trucks on episode 19. He was unreal. If you haven't caught that episode, you have to go back and listen to it. Just, oh my gosh, this man, like so much wisdom and perspective came out of that episode and tactics, things that you can put into play. But he said something that I've heard before, but he just was kind of reiterating it. And it's a point that I want to drive home over and over and over with myself so that I never make this mistake. The last person I want to meet on my deathbed is the person that I was meant to become. Let me say it again for the people in the back. The last person I want to meet on my deathbed is the person I was meant to become. That to me is more terrifying than any stage I could take, any fear I would have to work through, any challenge of my past that I would have to overcome, any discomfort of growth, like none of that compares to the sheer terror that I have of getting to the end of my life and looking back and realizing that it was all a a sham. Like I didn't, I wasn't me. I wasn't who I was meant to become. And I took for granted the gifts and that potential that for the record potential I sidetrack a lot. (laughs) Potential is nothing 
if you don't do something with it. Like people are like, oh, they have so much potential or I have so much potential in this career path or so-and-so is like, oh, they have so much potential on the field. They could become that the best athlete. But guess what? If they don't, they won't be. So potential is all about what you do with it. It's not like this concrete thing or like someone, it's not like someone saying they're the best at such and such. It's like they have the potential to become the best. But if they don't fight to become the best, they won't be. And they won't be remembered as such. And that's not the legacy that they will leave. So how do you do this kind of thing? Like, how do you get to that place where you're living in your truth and you're fighting for those things and you're ensuring that you can look back on your life and know that you lived up to what you were meant to be? And it doesn't mean that you didn't have failures and that you didn't have to quit certain things and start over or that you didn't make mistakes. It just means that you're fighting for it. You're working towards it. Well, first, I'd say it's not something you just do once. It's not just one choice. Oh, I I decided to live up to my potential and then I did this and then it was all good. It's all the combined choices. It's the continual practice of uncorking and and tapping into that potential. And I would remind you, you, we don't ever have to go this alone. Mentors, even from afar, like maybe you can't afford a business coach right now. Or maybe you really want this person to be your business coach, but they're not taking on clients. Or this person to be your life coach, but they're not bringing on new people. They can serve you from afar. You have so much access right now to so much on the internet that it's not even funny. Like you just go watch YouTube after YouTube, get that online course, go to that seminar. Mentors are so valuable. But sometimes even beyond just having a mentor, it starts with, excuse my French, but getting over your shit. I remember having that conversation with my first like real mentor, like someone who came into my life and was like ready to help me scale up and level up in ways I had never experienced before, building a business, breaking out of my nine to five job, becoming the person I was meant to be, facing my demons. And I kept coming back to him. I was at this like roadblock in my business and I kept coming back to him saying, I can't seem to navigate this. And like, what did you do for this? Or what book should I read? Or what should I, and he's like, you need to get over your shit. Like, whoa, that was really offensive. (laughs) Not because he swore. I'm not shy to swearing, but because it was like him pinning this back on me. And I'm like, excuse me, you're my mentor. Why don't you teach me how to do X, Y, Z? But I realized that it was so true. I was at this tipping point or kind of like at my ceiling that I couldn't go any further until I had another breakthrough. And it's not even getting over it. It's working through it. It's acknowledging it. It's being self-aware. It's understanding that you have to grow through the things you've experienced. It's accepting that life maybe has been hard for you or things have been really hard for you, but you're seeking to grow through that. You're seeking the tools that will help you grow through that. You're seeking the mentorship and the guidance that's going to help you do that. So let's say you have this vision or this dream or something on your heart, but you've had it rough. And this is where I might piss some people off. You've been dealt some brutally hard cards in your life. So you sit there and you look at other people who are doing the thing, you know, that whatever. They're the professional athlete you wish you were. They're on the stages you wish you could have. They're writing the books. They're making the money. They're whatever. And you write the narrative of, well, if only I had parents like hers. Or yeah, but if I had a supportive spouse like that. Or if I hadn't been through all the trauma I've gone through, I could do that too. Or if I had the unlimited funds that they have, I could do it. You know what that's doing for you? Nothing. The only thing it's doing is keeping you stuck exactly where you are. It's guaranteeing that you're right. 
You will never do any of those amazing things that you could be doing that they're doing because you're not facing head on the realities of your life, of your childhood, of your past. Yeah, that that stuff sucks. You have been dealt those cards. To reference back to something else that Anthony Truck said, he reminded me, I've read it in different books and I've heard different speakers say it, but the, there's this difference between fault and responsibility. And when really crappy things happen to us, it's not our fault necessarily. Like when someone gets sick, when someone dies, when someone falls on really hard times, when someone was born into something terrible, when someone's gone through horrible abuse or trauma, that's not their fault. But guys, it's their responsibility. It's our responsibility to figure it out from there. And that can feel so daunting and maybe like really make you angry if you're listening to that. But it's so true. People are so willing to do the hard work. They're like, just tell me what to do. Just give me the tactic. Just give me the blueprint. But they're not willing to do the heart work. And potential, tapping into potential, that requires heart work. If your dad destroyed your childhood, he was an awful man, and he made it just terrible, that's a genuinely bad thing. And it sucks. And you're right for feeling slighted or abused or angry. What are you going to do with that reality? That's your choice and that's your responsibility, as hard as it may be. If, God forbid, you get cancer, that certainly isn't fair. Some other people don't have to experience that. It's going to make your life a lot harder. You have a longer road to haul. It's most definitely not your fault. But what you do from there, with that truth, with that reality, is your responsibility. Life isn't easy, guys, and it's, it's relative, too. Your problems don't need to be compared to someone else's because to you, losing your job might feel as bad as someone else seemingly going through something far harder by definition. But the point is that you're doing something to keep moving forward in the right direction that you want to go. Just moving forward, it's just not enough. And you don't have to do that alone. It blows me away every time I'm mentoring someone. And I'm working with someone. And these are like high performers. These are people who are producing six, seven figures. They're growing their businesses. They're speaking on stages. And they're at this kind of roadblock, whether it be in their business or in their lives. And oftentimes they're going through some really big stuff. Maybe it's something from their childhood, their past, a recent experience, uh, PTSD. It could be a host of different things. And I'm certainly not a therapist. But I'll ask them, okay, so like, how's therapy going, working through this stuff? What's your therapist or your counselor saying? And they'll, re- they'll reply, I'm not going to therapy. I'm not using therapy. There's no shame in getting help you need to work through your life. That's commendable. That's smart. That's using the tools that you have access to. That's such a gift. And it means you're self-aware enough to know, okay, I'm encountering this thing. It's holding me back. I'm sick of it holding me back. It's time to break through that. And of course, that's an oversimplification. It's not necessarily that easy. But you might just have to take those things on in order to get to where you want to go. And I feel like there's, for me anyway, there's been so much pride swallowing and stepping into my potential or trying to work towards it. Like I've had to continually butt my ego up against the wall and say, am I willing to swallow my pride in this one and do what's required of me? Or do I want to live where it's comfortable? and tote my ego around because it feels better to me. Conferences, books, courses, seminars, retreats, I do all of them. Podcasts, they're all amazing. But therapy is that kind of more personalized tool that truly 
uncapped successful people use to continue this lifelong process. And I'm not typically envious of people because of how much money they have or their following or their influence or their impact. Maybe years ago, I would kind of look at those things with a little bit of jealousy, but I get eyes for the people who are doing great things. They're making an impact or they have successes, but they're doing it with peace and clarity. I want that. Like, tell me how to be successful and tell me how to to live up to my potential with peace, with that feeling of like, yep, I know I'm living in it. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, that clarity. And every time I've gotten the chance to ask them how they get that, like the answer is the same. They're constantly working through those struggles. And it's continuation. It's not like a, I did it. It's in my past. I'm moving on. It's just, it's a practice. Since I'm referencing watching other people's journeys and being envious, something that's so easy to do when we're tuned into everyone else's highlight reels, or, but we're, we're stuck seeing every single ugly moment tr- of truth in our own lives. Like we don't just see our own highlight reel. We experience in full all the crap of our lives, good and bad. It doesn't serve us to pin it up against someone else. So the one thing you can do to get out of your own way in pursuit of scaling up is to truly put your blinders on. And when I'm so diligent with this, which is not all the time, I'm literally, I'm like an unstoppable force in everything, in what I'm creating as a mom, um, in that peace that I'm seeking, in my faith, because I'm no longer trying to compare myself or trying to emulate someone else that that's just not me or trying to produce like somebody else. It's me versus me, baby. I'm 100% in scale-up mode when I'm doing that. And everything I'm doing is to be better than the me of yesterday. And what anyone else is doing doesn't matter to me. And it doesn't serve me to even know what they're doing. So when I tune out of all the crap on social media, and when I am able to just look inward and say, what value do I have to offer? What do I believe to be true? What am I working towards? What's my dream? How do I serve? What's my purpose? And I do that. That's where I feel at home. Everything I put out into the world from content to my vibes, it's, it's about my mission and it's stemming from who I'm becoming. And when I tune out the noise, I'm in that space of clarity. I can understand what I'm supposed to be doing in that moment. And it's a confident place. And I don't always live there. That's not my full-time residence <laughs> as much as I would like it to be, but I now have learned enough through using my tools to know that that's what I want to get back to. When I stray too far for it, it's like, okay, I'm paying too much attention to what everyone else thinks and what everyone else is doing. Who am I? Who am I becoming? What am I called to do in my life? So the next time you ask yourself if you can afford to do that thing, and by afford, I mean like, can I afford to do it as far as time, money, mental capacity, all that stuff, that thing that's going to push you into your next level of being, that thing that's going to be really uncomfortable or really hard, whatever that is that's going to help you tap into who you're becoming a little bit more. Instead, ask yourself, can I afford not to do this? Can I afford not to become this? That's the question we need to ask ourselves. Remember, guys, potential is nothing if you don't do something with it. So do something with it. And if this episode has spoken to you in any way, do me a favor, because I think this is going to make an impact on the world. Take a screenshot of it and share it. Feel free to tag me. I always love resharing your stuff. 
but tag, more importantly, tag someone you love and someone you believe in, someone that needs to hear this today. Because everyone needs to know that other people are out there supporting and we don't have to be an island in this process. But hopefully in hearing this, they'll also remember that they have what they need inside to do the things that they need to do to become the person that they are called to be. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, Take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.